Hello team, it's Fab here, founder and head teacher at All Marketing School and your Marketing BFF. I want to remind you that there is a special invitation for you to join us for the Alt Marketing Certification. Get certified as a positive impact strategy and make people fall in love with you and your work. Reclaim your time, understand the marketing foundations with a positive impact spin. If you are a marketing freelancer who wants to raise the quality of services and do more with less, or maybe you are an early stage marketeer ready to invest to gain real experience in building a strategy with purpose, or you're a marketing leader who wants to be recognized as a go-to expert and tackle new growth challenges. Whether you are beginners or whether you have some confidence into your strategy, we want to support you. We want to help you achieve your strategic goals, toss confettis in the air, and blast your favorite hype song as you get through eight incredible weeks with me and the rest of our faculty. Think about our certification as marketing training at university standards, not prices. So if you're ready to join us and you want to check out our incredible curriculum, all you have to do is go to amschool.click slash certification. I repeat, amschool.click slash certification to find out more and learn what you are going to go through in our eight weeks. From marketing foundations all the way to leadership and storytelling skills, we're also going to cover strategic marketing blocks and advanced marketing tools. Plus, you get workshops, hot seats, group work, and even timely panels with incredible experts in the field. So what are you waiting for? No, I mean it. Our next cohort is starting real soon. So make sure that you head to amschool.click slash certification to come and join us and learn how to market to hearts, not to brains. Welcome to Alt Marketing School. We are currently bringing together a new wave of marketers, just like yourself. We want to provide you with the skills to speak to your audience perfectly, empower clients with winning strategies to market their brands, champion their values, and make a positive impact in the online world. My name is Fab, and I'm your host. May the class begin. Hello team, and welcome back to Alt Marketing School. In this week's podcast, I'm so excited for you to meet one of our fellow teachers, Ren. Because yes, more and more teachers are coming up and you'll be able to see them throughout our whole crowdfunding for Alt Marketing School. Indeed, this is going to be an exciting time and I thought the best thing that I could do to introduce you to the next steps of the school actually turning into something real, which is so exciting for me. I also wanted you to meet the teachers who are going to be a key part, a crucial part of what Alt Marketing School is meant to be. The incredible Amazing Ren is a strategy consultant who specializes in purpose-led communications. With a background in charity and social enterprise marketing and business strategy, she attended Cambridge Judge Business School Social Ventures Incubator and is passionate about the relationship between service offerings and their social and environmental impact. As you can tell, this is going to be an exciting and insightful conversation. We dig deep into some of Ren's passions, as well as the reason why she wanted so much to focus on leadership and communication when it came to the certification. Because yes, each and every teacher is bringing their own experience to old marketing school and obviously what we're trying to build with the certification. 
If you want to find out more about what is going on with us, what are the next steps, and join us for the crowdfunding, as well as check out incredible perks from some of our teachers, just like Ren, I suggest you go to altmarketingschool.com slash crowdfund in order to find out how you can be part of the next steps of our journey. In the meantime, though, enjoy this amazing chat with Ren. I hope you're going to learn so much from it and make sure that you share the love with her on LinkedIn afterwards. Well, hello, everyone. And hello, Ren. How are you doing? How are you excited? Are you scared? Are you both? Tell me more. Hi, Fab. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, excited, scared, excited. I think excited. Yeah, that's that's what we're going to go with. That's what we want to keep it. And I think that's the most important thing. And you know what I love, actually, I'm thinking about it right now. You are going to be part of our old marketing school journey because, yes, we're introducing another lovely teacher that you're actually going to get to meet, obviously, throughout the school. But we actually met in person twice or three times max, maybe three times because we also had a chat before I worked with you and the charity you were working with. So it's kind of funny how life works, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think it's probably three times max, but those were the best three moments, I have to say. Um, yeah, they've been they've been awesome. So, so yeah, I'm really excited to work with you and to get to spend more quality time with you. Oh, this is so cute. Oh, that, that's adorable. And to be honest, I kind of knew because when... So actually a bit of, of, of behind the scenes. So when I, uh, let, let's, let's say invited the teachers, because that's the best way to say, when I invited the teachers, it all comes quite naturally. Only one person, which is the lovely Jess, which then we just clicked, but I didn't know everybody else already knew. So I, I kind of knew that it would be a, a good fit. And I was just talking to you about generically, maybe a bit of directions about a couple of things that we want to be a big part of the school. And um, I was just like, wait a second what about Ren? And I was just like, I'm just going to ask, just cash. And then like, you were so excited. I was like, see, it was meant to be. So, you know, the best things will happen in the most random and serendipitous ways. That's how I say it. Definitely. It just kind of felt like it just came into place, like talking things through with you. I was already so excited for you and the alt marketing school. So as soon as you asked, I was like, I don't want to sound too keen, but yes. <laughs> If there's space, I'll, I'll see how I can do with my diary as well. But and the, reason why, and the reason why I love that as well, and the reason why we also we are bringing you in is also because, and obviously you will tell us your experience, but it's because you're coming at it from pretty much five to six years where I used to be and where a lot of the teachers used to be. And I think a lot of us actually don't cherish that time where you're still kind of experiencing a few more different things. You still are not necessarily, de- you're developing what you want to be as a marketer and how you want to be as, as a strategist and all the different things you want to be. And it's a beautiful place to be. And I think sometimes when you want to do quotation marks, when you call yourself an expert and you get into that space, you almost forget about that time. And so I wanted it's so nice to chat to somebody who still has that. So I hope I'm not sounding patronizing. I hope you understand what I'm talking about. But I think it's such an important place to be. And sometimes we go through, when I've got 10 years of experience, so you almost kind of lose that passion for learning. And I think it's really important to cherish that. Oh, definitely. And I think at early on, I was very nervous about being a generalist at the very early stages in my career. But 
now I definitely, as you say, see it as like a an opportunity because I am still learning. I kind of have that drive and in, kind of inquisitive nature to just get under the skin of everything, which is, you know, it's probably an amazing thing for my career and my experience, but I bet it's probably not so good for my free time. So... <laughs> Well, we, we can use the excuse that for the past year, like we, we were kind of thinking, okay, what can I do in my free time? Oh, I cannot go out. Oh, I cannot see people. So I might as well, you know, invest in myself. And I think, you know, going back now to, we were talking about it right before we went on hand, going back to going out, I guess, or having a life outside of our work and our passion is really interesting because I think a lot of us have been living on a bit of a pause on a, on an alt like we, we we worked really hard but I think a lot of people were figuring out what to do next because you weren't sure for obvious reasons and other things that open up we're like okay oh now I can choose what I want to focus on next now there are more opportunities because people are actually willing to listen and they're willing to talk so I think is a, is a really interesting place right now in general to be and also one of the reasons why I love talking to you is because also the work that you do but not just in your job, but also the projects that you run and some of the communities that you're part of, there's such a big emphasis on both the sustainability element, but also the inclusivity element as well, which is I want to be a big part of the school as soon as we kick off. So I think it's really interesting with that as well, because I'll tell you this and I want to hear your opinion, actually. It was an article in Forbes or Inc., one of the, you know, they, they merge at some point, but, and he said actually how a lot of brands that are not, I'm going to do in quotation marks, sustainable or looking at that sustainable and now looking at wellness or more conscious brands because that has become more of the conscious and then there's a big umbrella. And they're realizing that actually consumers are actively looking for it and they're actually looking for that. What is your value? What is your purpose? What What is the extra oomph that you have? Because I want to commit to that as much as I want to commit to your product. And I found it fascinating. And I know that is a big part of the work that you do, but also what you're passionate about outside. So I wanted to hear your opinion about it because it's not surprising. That's why the school is built on that as well. But I found it fascinating to actually read it and read that the consumers are asking for it. Definitely. So you're totally right. Like in my kind of day job as a consultant with something more near, like we are constantly coming across organizations and brands who essentially just la- they've got the kind of communications they've got their marketing teams they've got the products but they're lacking that kind of like core purpose and that they basically just want someone to help them help them identify like what is it that we're here for you know what do the consumers what does our audience actually care about and how do we bring those two things together and so that's where I think we're seeing a lot more of like previously in the in the old days marketing was seen as a kind of function on the side and that's why now I think it's being brought in to be homogenous and work alongside like the the product offering and like their services to make sure that if you are talking about your heart and your purpose it goes across not just your your email marketing and your social media but people see it in in yeah the goods you provide. I love that and actually I mean it's so interesting that you mentioned that because I was thinking Okay, now it makes sense to see that and that thinking with also our report that we talked about in one of the one of the episodes that we do with Becca uh, from LinkedIn 
don't quote actually if you go to our crowdfunding page sorry altmarketingschool.com slash crowdfund you'll see the stats because it's in there and is the exact number of marketing jobs that have been rising and that have been posted in the last let's say now nine months probably was about six to twelve months on LinkedIn and the requests and the need for marketing roles and what you said that to me just makes so much sense because now before you would have the marketing manager or the assistant and that was that person and now I find there might be different roles that actually span across and actually the marketing team there used to be one guy called Jonathan that was just there doing everything it's now become different roles because they all interplay and it was so interesting when I read that the full report is really interesting but also that stat really got to me and I was like okay this is what we're building what we're building with auto marketing school as well because there is that need and is almost giving people that understanding but also seeing that the marketing roles are not just one set thing obviously you work as a consultant as well so I know that naturally we tend to be jacks of all trades it just happens <laughs> or jackies of all trades it just happens but I find it really interesting and I don't know whether you found it yourself as well in your experience that you tend to do let's say not the same things but you tend to have a quite a set routine every day or you actually tend to find that you might do different things or take different tasks depending on what you're doing or who you're working with because I think that's the new role of a marketer as well. 100% so my day job it's hard to say because it literally never looks the same like no day looks the same and part of that is probably the nature of the organizations that we work with so some of them are really big and some of them are kind of like startup kind of rooted in the nonprofit and sustainability world but across all of them I can see so clearly that the work streams are becoming more and more codependent and marketing as a function has grown massively like every single client I've worked with has essentially said like we need marketing power and you know it goes across it goes across kind of traditional comms to like email marketing, digital, like the space of digital is massive now. And I think our businesses and organizations are seeing the power and the value of having a kind of core digital team. I'm going to ask you now a question, putting you on the spot again, because I'm, I, I'm going to disclose this from our chat. So in our chat, one of our chats at some point, I love my teachers because you give me feedback and, and you were the one that was like, we're missing a bit of leadership in here. And I was like, ah, so we're developing the curriculum, obviously. When you sign up, you can actually see the full curriculum, but we talk about it in all our communication. The leadership element, the understanding how to manage your time is big for obvious reasons. And I love that you actually mentioned leadership to me as a missing piece because the good thing when you create something is that you can make it your own. So yay, so we can add that. So again, I don't want to take credit for it because I think it's really important to say and that goes with a question, though. <laughs> and the question is, why? Because obviously you also took some other courses, which we don't have to name, but you obviously did your, your training as well. And what I asked all of you was, what do you think is still missing when it comes to the development and the support of marketers and the growth? And I love that you mentioned leadership. So can you explain a bit where they came from and how that relates to what you found was kind of missing in the way that, you know, maybe marketers evolve or learn or develop? I think the, so the funny thing is it came to me because it came out of like my pure own need as well. So at the time when we were having those conversations, it was at the forefront of my mind because as someone who has kind of learned experience, I had, you know, I've gone through a number of different roles in marketing comms functions. I've worked with a number of different clients, but 
there was a level of kind of confidence that I felt like I was lacking. And it really came to me that it was when I started to step into a more leadership role and not focus on just my job, but, you know, how do you bring the people around you up with you and actually focus as a team? So that's when I saw like, this is critical, like marketers are the function we've discussed is growing, but like, we need to feel like we're growing too and feel confident that we can, you know, have an executive presence and not just be the go-to person, but the people that, you know, the person that people come to to rely on for their advice and guidance to drive the business forward. And what you're saying there, just to reiterate, is also a reminder, in my, that's how I'm hearing anyway, it's also a little bit of a reminder that, you know, leadership is a skill and it can be developed, but also it needs to be nurtured because, I wish I could tell you the good leaders are born overnight, but I remember myself when I was a manager, at, when I started being a manager, because obviously it's been a while now that I've been managing people. Bless those poor people that had to be following my advice or kind of like following what I was saying because I was winging it a lot. Not saying that I'm not winging it sometimes now, but I know that I'm a really good manager because I understood and, I'm, and I developed the skills, the communication, the understanding, the, the little things. It doesn't have to be necessarily big things is even asking the right questions or checking in so I love that you mentioned that and also want to say because you said it came because you realized that you needed at the time that's usually when you find the best blind spots you know you find you know what is that's why I asked you as well especially everybody that did the market research but especially you as teachers what is missing what can we bring to the table that is going to be different so thank you for sharing that and also thank you for suggesting it because now it's in so and she's going to teach you. So even better, even better. It all comes full circle. I can't wait. And yeah, I think it is just one of those opportunities. Like you say, it's a skill that you can nurture. You don't have to have it naturally. Like people say like, oh, you're born a leader. I think there are definitely, it's something that when you're given the right tools, as soon as you start to build that confidence, you can really roll with it and yeah, take the team along. I love that. You know what? I, I always had a bit of a pet peeve about, I understand the sexiness of your born a leader. Like it's like, mm, yeah. But also I am the kind of person that humbly, I am quite smart. And I know when it comes to tech, when it comes to understanding platform, I'm, I'm, I'm fast, I'm quick. I learn anything. You give me one platform, I'll figure it out. But I also learned that when people tell you that you're smart, people tell you that you're really talented and gifted, that goes back into the difference between fixed and growth mindset. You know, the difference between those two, right? And I think that's the problem. If you keep telling people, yeah, you are a natural born leader, and then people that are not, they're feeling like they're not going to be able to do anything in order to get there. So that's why when, when I hear that myself, I'm a bit like, okay, some people are more predisposed. Some people have more of these skills, but, and that's again, with the leadership, where the mindset comes back in, it's just, especially as marketers, and I want to hear your opinion now as well. I do believe that that leadership and that tying in with the growth mindset is really important because especially digital marketing, which is what most of the focus for a lot of people is for obvious reasons, is all about changes, constant and fast. And sometimes you cannot keep up. And I think if you are not able to evolve and adapt, especially for yourself and your clients, that can be a really hard thing. And I don't know if it's just me obviously seeing it from 10 years of doing it, but I see the digital marketing is has something you can follow. There are strategies and rules that you can follow, and that's great. 
but the day-to-day things, the platforms, the, the needs, the habits, the behaviors will slightly shift because we live in a very fast-changing world. I don't know what you think, but that's how I see it. I totally agree. I think where we've got the the landscape is moving so quickly. I think, you know, one of the core skills that digital marketers need is to be able to adapt quickly. And it does really tie back to that element of leadership, but acknowledging that you probably some you're going to fail like a lot of the time. And I think part of that gaining confidence is understanding like you will fail like digital marketing is I think I saw a statistic was like 80% of the the methods tactics actions that you do will not be successful and so I think core and successful digital marketers kind of take it on the chin they look at like how do we learn and how do we grow so yeah I think you're right there Fab. Oh my god I love that stat. Hey, that's an excellent, excellent reminder. I'll find now in a second, I'll find a lovely quote from Michael Jordan. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Yeah, yes, that is a good one. Actually, let me see if I can sneakily open my notes and find as we're talking. But I just wanted to reiterate that because that is so important. And it's so funny because, um, again, fellow teacher Jess, we had a bit of a twice we talked about this. There's a, so, so much so much intention at looking at the, the hacks and the and the, the little tricks and tips and it's fine but obviously they will work for different people and you will know obviously working with different clients you cannot you cannot use a, a cookie cutter solution yeah you you might follow your own framework or your own system to set people up or to understand what they need and then you will have to tailor the needs and because of that you sometimes will fail i think even the business themselves sometimes doesn't really know who they're talking to or exactly their messaging. So I think it's almost like cutting ourselves a bit more slack as marketers as well sometimes and be like, try. And as you say, have the confidence to fail and say, oh, this hasn't worked. What have we learned from it? And how can we now change it and make it even better? I don't know how you feel, actually. I wanted to ask you because, again, I don't work with as many clients anymore for obvious reasons, doing everything else. But how do you find that when you are talking to a client, wherever that might be, and sometimes you have to say, oh, yeah, this hasn't worked. How do you find is easy for you? But also, how do you find is the response from them? Because I think that's a really interesting dynamic that we don't think about enough. Yeah. So there are a couple of things I think are at play there. There's, I always look at it when thinking about the process, looking at both the external, like worldview, their audiences, things like that. But also from an internal point of view, like, What's the capability of the team? What are their objectives? And so when you start to look at the landscape as not just a kind of fixed thing, but something that moves, you're able to then set the expectations up for the client to say like, look, we're going to take a test and learn approach. And, you know, we're going to we're going to make sure that even in our failures, there's still value there. Like there's lessons, there's and I think like probably the most like I don't think any marketing plan can really truly say it's been successful if it doesn't look back at what's been what's performed and what hasn't and often some of I think you know some of the biggest lessons we learn are actually when when they don't work out I absolutely love that I love I love also the 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 reframing from the start and I think that's really when you're setting the expectations that people will know kind of how the journey is and I think that's the thing with any client again working also with other types of clients in the past and currently 
if you can set the expectations, then it's going to be so much easier because you give that reassurance. So, okay, this is what I can experience and expect. And I find that sometimes there's so much pressure, especially as a marketeer, especially the freelancers and the consultants when you're working with a client, but I guess also in a company to be like, I'm going to be able to do all of this. And then there's a lot of self-imposed pressure to make sure that that works. But then, you know, how would you know? And I love that, like also using that as the reflection point to start with and looking at the past and then looking at the present and then being able to do that and kind of like setting almost setting, like not, not, not the tone of it or the conversation, but I find that again, another question, uh, sometimes we focus on the, the shiny objects not us as much. Maybe some, I find that marketers are becoming a bit more confident in just going away from vanity metrics, but sometimes it still happens. And it's kind of like, you know, find interesting to see like how to convince almost a client to stop looking at the number of followers and actually start to look at other things. I don't know if you still have some of those conversations. I personally had one the other week, so I know it still happens. Yeah. I'll put my hand up there. I'm constantly trying to steer people away from the vanity metrics because you know how many followers you have on Instagram is great and often you have to unpick like why do they why are they so obsessed with that number and when you start to unpick it you realize that oh they've got stakeholders maybe they have funders that they're that they need to you know please and say look we are doing a good job and so that's in their mind the quickest way to demonstrate it when you start to unpick it though you can find other ways to demonstrate look we are adding value like as a team we're growing and we're being more successful and again just reiterating like lessons learned I think often when you're communicating with kind of c-level executives and like people who are driving the business forward like they do appreciate when you are just being really frank with them. And I remember very early on kind of in my career, I was very nervous about, about saying like, look guys, this didn't work. But actually now I, if anything, I kind of, um, yeah, I step into it and I just really make sure that I'm being, you know, telling them the full picture at at a kind of executive level. No, I could talk about this for hours, but I want to ask something else. I want to kind of slightly change the subject because otherwise it could be like two hours just of this, which would be great for us, but maybe not for the listener who is on our schedule. I know, I know you are. So uh, my question um, was just a bit of an introduction from you, and then we can ask a couple of questions around that uh, for Black Strat, because I love the idea, I love the community, and I would love you to share a bit more about it and just what it's about and also, yeah, some of the learnings and lessons from being part of it. Yeah. Blackstrat, oh my God. So it was actually, um, I feel like I've, I must, it's over a year now. I think it's coming to a year of being being part of that group. They're, just for context, for the, for the listener here, Blackstrat are an incredible group of um, Black strategists that are just driving to, to essentially increase inclusivity within kind of strategic roles. So Often, I'd say a lot of people are kind of in the advertising space, but it's really in the creative industry. Um, just, you know, I think it came about at, at the black at the time of Black Lives Matter. And as someone who is mixed race, it was it was very interesting to me because I was almost questioning my own identity. I was looking at, you know, society around me and trying to think, you know, where is my place in this? And I felt quite untethered. And so, yeah, it, I was just really grateful for, for um, someone to add me, add me to this group. 
and yeah it's a it's a place where people challenge what's going on in society they challenge really frankly you know what our own organizations are doing and how do we champion the way forward and not in a way which is kind of where you know we're responsible but how do we almost equip other people to champion diversity and inclusivity in the creative industries and I think it's it's definitely a forum for arguing and debating and it's also a forum for like just being supported so there have been a number of times now across projects where you know I'm looking for resources and I'm looking for people to put me in touch with the right people at kind of higher levels in an organization and so no one's ever afraid to say oh no I don't want to make that connection for you so it's a great it is a great opportunity. Oh, I love that, and and there's there's something so beautiful about being able to come together as well as a as a community actually share the struggles and kind of share some of the things that are missing because I think again is almost having those conversations when they need to be had and not just because you kind of tick that box and like kind of remember to kind of say it and I think that's really really important because it is one of the things about running a business, whether it's big or small, it's just, you know, that support that you can get actually from your team or the people that are in, you know, in, in whichever way part of the organization and being like, actually I feel you're missing out something here, or I feel you're not, you know, you could do better almost. And these are some of the things that can be done. And I think, you know, sometimes there are the, the obvious things, but it's just how can you go beyond that right now and making more of a, of a long-term change as well? Yeah, so so to, for some context, the, the group was actually set up by, it just started as a WhatsApp group between a number of people across different agencies and also across experiences. So uh, there is kind of a really strong group of very senior level pe- strategists and people within kind of top agencies around the world. So it was really them pointing out, look, these big companies have this need and no one's doing anything. So why don't we just come together as a group of like really interested people and talk about it. And I think now, not just across, not just from my experience with Black Strap, but previously with my experience at Circle Collective, who are an amazing social enterprise and charity in London that support young people into work like that really highlighted to me that from an inclusivity and diversity point of view there are still a ton of people who are underrepresented and unsupported in their roles so um yeah I guess across Blackstrat and in my time with Circle Collective I've seen people really trying to create a space for for better work better support and ultimately you know just making everyone feel that they have a place in in their organization I feel like we talked to a lot about a lot of a lot of changes and a lot of things that can be done so I'm going to ask you a hard question now if you if you could be if you could actually hope and instigate a change right now in the industry like almost like a little magic wand, like ping, you want to make it happen and it turns into existence. What would that be? I know this is a, this is a gigantic question. I know this is not an easy one. So thinking about the biggest change that should happen right now, I'm going to elaborate while she thinks desperately. She's like, what are you asking me right now? I was doing so well and now you asked me to ask a question. But I think we touch on so many things, whether it's the, the, the mindset, the leadership, the, the purpose, the sustainability, the inclusivity. There's so many things. And I was wondering, is there something right now, this time that we're chatting, that you feel like 
is the change that you really want to see and that you really want to facilitate. Oh my God. <laughs> that is a big question. And if I was a fairy godmother, what would I choose? It has to, it has to go back to the leadership, I think. And leadership is not just about, like I said, your role. I think it's about giving other people the opportunity. And so it's giving people the opportunity and giving them the opportunity to fail. And I think that's where industries at the moment, particularly the kind of ad land world and creative industry, they're, they're driven by results. And that's, that's great. But, you know, people need an opportunity to gain experience and to probably fail in it a number of times before they can feel confident. So my, my one wish would be for organizations to just create more spaces for people to fail and to support them when they do that. Mic drop. That was amazing. <laughs> and even more so, even more so because our minds are somehow hyperlinked in this, in this weird Zoom world. We're like connected, but we don't know. I left the quote that I eventually found for last and it works so well with your amazing words and that encouraging actually, you know, that space for failure. So I'm going to read it just because I wanted to anyway. And then you said this gorgeous little wish. Very good mother. Bing. So to follow back on that, which I think is a beautiful way to actually close this podcast, I just wanted to read this quote from Michael Jordan, which we both know. The long quote says, I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and I missed. I failed over and over and over again in my life. And that is why I succeeded. So... That's a little reminder, you know, without those little failures, where really would it be? And I want to be able to succeed. So thank you. Have it. It was such a pleasure. Now, I know that you do a gazillion things on top of your actual job. So I'm going to leave you now the chance to obviously let people know where they can find out more about you. And if there's anything exciting they should check, or what is the best place to ask you any questions and such, aside from obviously or marketing school where they will find out more in the future as well brilliant oh fab this has been so so exciting yeah being part of this journey has been amazing anyone who's listening that would love to connect like I yeah I have a ton of side hustles and I just love sharing sharing my experience I think that's the only way we learn so um yeah please do feel free to reach out you can hit me up on LinkedIn I know it's not the coolest platform but I am there um that's Ren Balogun so R-E-N-B-A-L-O-G-U-N and I'm also on Instagram so you can hit me up at, at Morena K and I'm there thank you so so much again thanks Fab thank you so much for listening head to oldmarketingschool.com find out more about the topics that we covered in this week's class if you want to make your teachers happy then hop onto itunes and leave us a five-star review oh and don't forget to spend the love on instagram at old marketing school until next time